Hey, Rewatchers. Before we start this week's show, we wanted to share some exciting news with you. The Highlander Rewatch podcast was featured on the Earwolf Network podcast, How Did This Get Made?, this week. The show is hosted by The League and 30 Rock star Paul Shear, Jason Manzukis, also from The League, Transparent, and The Dictator, and June Diane Raphael from Netflix's Grace and Frankie and Lady Dynamite. Every week, their podcast features another classic bad movie review, and we were lucky enough to be able to share our thoughts on Highlander 2 with them this week. Enjoy this clip from their show, and we can't wait to share our Highlander 2 podcast with you next week. But this is actually really fun. We got this um, from a guy who actually has a weekly Highlander podcast called the Highlander Rewatched. And he said there's a lot to talk about. Um, five movies, most drawful, a pretty great TV show, and an atrocious animated series in which the Highlander rides a dinosaur and has a snarf-like sidekick. And so he shares a couple of facts with us. First of all, uh, Highlander 2. Christopher Lambert's insane old man voice. In the original movie, which takes place in 1985, he's supposed to be the age of an 18-year-old. The movie starts in 1999 when he creates the shield, making him 32 years old. When we jump ahead to 2024, it makes him 57. 57! He sounds like he's 105 years old. His voice makes no sense at all. When Connor and Ramirez approach the Supermax prison in their car, there's a sign at the front entrance that says, No unauthorized, spelled, totally wrong, with a S instead of a Z, persons to proceed beyond this point. That's right. There is a huge typo on the screen. They don't even spell unauthorized correctly. Um you can also sh- you can also see that Christopher Lambert um, is still wearing his hospital bracelet bracelet in some of the scenes after he got hurt on set. I guess he wasn't bo- he didn't bother to take it off. And um, finally, if you turn up your volume in the special edition, there are about four versions of this movie. You can hear Sean Connery whisper in the woman sitting next to him on the plane's ear. I hear dark-haired women like to sit on men's faces. Holy shit! But the best part of this is the original theatrical version of this movie, they edited out the last part of his line, so you never really know what Sean Connery says. The producer's director of this movie decided when making the special edition to put it back in. That's right. They put in the grossest shit. So that's amazing. We got to hear Sean Connery's dirty talk, and we learned a lot. And the one thing that blew me away, a Highlander cartoon. I need to see it because I've also read that there's a lot of decapitations in it. Um, All right. So that was a, a bunch of great... Uh, things coming at me. But I got to say, we give it up to the podcast that knows Highlander best. Highlander Rewatched, you are the winner of the week. You win. Yay! So if you want to go deeper... Uh, in the Highlander world, feel free. Go listen to Highlander Rewatched. Uh, I'm sure you can find it wherever podcasts are heard. Thanks a lot, Paul, for the shout-out, and I hope that gives everyone out there a little taste of what is in store in our Highlander 2 podcast. But for now, on with the show.
All right, Highlander fans, we are back, and this is Highlander Rewatched, and this is our very special year in review. I'm one of your hosts, Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. So, this is our year in review, and we're going to be reviewing everything we've done this year from our episodes, the Chronicles, and uh, my two so... My... <laughs> My two so, <laughs> my two co- Madam Tussauds, Museum. <laughs> ah, guys, my two co-hosts don't even know about this yet, but we're gonna review ourselves. That's right. Uh oh, it's time for your annual performance oh. review. Are we gonna get a salary <laughs> increase? What's our bonus? Are you? Do we have like a good bonus package? Do I have a cost of living increase? Guys, let's just go through the questions. We're okay. gonna work our way through. There's a rubric here. It'll tell us mm. your increases, everything that needs to happen to you guys. You might not even be employed here at the end of this. Oh, bummer. Not to put any pressure on you, but... What about my wife and illegitimate children? <laughs> <laughs> guys, are you two ready? Yeah. All right. So first off, Kyle, where do you see yourself in five years? In five years, uh, I will be the president of the moon. Okay. Uh, having launched a successful space mining operation. Interesting. Eamon, what do you think your biggest weakness is? My biggest weakness is that I care too much. Do you love too hard? <laughs> I love too hard. I win too much. I mean, winning... yeah, I mean that makes other people feel inferior. <laughs> yeah, it does. Keith, can you like describe a situation where you had to use your problem-solving <laughs> skills to diffuse a rewatcher situation? Now, I'm not the one on review here, so let you know. <laughs> oh, really? So, like, you're, you've decided that you're the boss, is, is what I'm hearing. What are you, Tony Danza? <laughs> <laughs> Was he the boss? Uh, that's the question. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, uh, I wanted to ask you, what do you think the biggest challenge was we faced this year? There's only one real candidate. It was the ill-fated 30th anniversary Lashcon gathering i didn't actually do the air quotes with my hand but i hope the way i said it put (laughs) gathering in quotes definitely that was definitely a challenge for us i think mentally physically spiritually (laughs) on all fronts yeah it was a challenge so let's we have an uh this is our first time recording uh to talk about yeah what actually happened at the uh the gathering or what didn't happen as the case may be right so you've heard some of our episodes from the gathering we've interviewed a lot of cool people there uh, we still haven't released our very exciting episode where we interviewed the Swordmasters, which I'm super excited about. It should be really neat. Um, By inter- interviewed is a strong word for what we did. We, yeah, said, we, did, we, we said, go play, have fun, and they yeah. did. Yes, they yeah. were awesome. Uh, they were. So we just kind of gave them a mic, and they, they took the took show care from there. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I asked one question uh, yeah. during the entire event. So how'd you get involved in Highlander? Then, mm-hmm. an hour and ten minutes later, that was the episode. Um <laughs> But yeah, let's uh, let's just talk about well, let's talk about some positives first. That's w- what was cool about the gathering. This is our first Highlander convention, I guess. Yeah, we're younger fans. Uh, yeah, than mo- younger fans than most, I suppose. Sure. Yeah. I mean, positives for me meeting fans of our podcast uh, and just meeting the fans that were there in general, even though there weren't that many. Meeting some of the other Highlander people. Um, you know, meeting Anthony Delongis in person, Efron McAsh in person. Talking to Elizabeth Grayson, talking to Jeremy and Andrew and all those people. That that was fun. Is uh, that Jeremy Orr and Andrew Modine? That is. Directors of, of 
two unique Highlander fan films that we'll be talking about shortly. That's right. And the Highlander Veritas guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, those are all those people were really a delight to talk to. And it was nice, nice meeting our friendly, friendly rival podcast, The That's Blood right. of Kings. Blood I'm of just King kidding. Guys. They're very nice guys. Yeah. Yes. We got yeah, it was to, great to meet everybody. You know, meet them in person. We were on their show before. So mm-hmm. that was all great. And like hanging out at the hotel after after the con, you know, with, you know, Oh, and John Mosby, we didn't mention him. Yeah. He's his lovely wife. Like, he's a, so, yeah. He's a charming character in real life. Yeah. And all, I mean, and, and on the phone. And on the phone. Yeah. But and that was all just really nice. That was like really pleasant. Yeah. Just meeting all these people and having some drinks and getting to talk to them. Yeah. Because we've talked to almost all of them on the phone before. So it was nice yeah. to kind of shake their hands and grab a beer. So. Yeah. Put a face to a name. It was fun. Like, if, if you were a convention goer and were, like, deep into taking classes, like, it was pretty cool because it's, like, all the classes were all at once. Uh, and had a lot of money to spend on this Yeah, line. I mean, it's it's just expensive. I mean, I think all the classes are probably worth it if that's what you want to do. Like, sure. Uh, I mean, like, if the sort of experience comes to Philadelphia, I think I'm definitely doing it. Yeah, uh, but, and then hopefully you won't have to pay 200 bucks to get into the convention first right. and then pay, you know, yeah. Adrian Paul's much more reasonable fee for doing the sort of experience. And I think that was, like, he was the big draw. Like, the classes were really the draw, mm-hmm. more so even than the convention. Yeah. Well, because there was nothing, I mean, so let's not, talk, to, not like to transition into ragging convention. on convention. <laughs> yeah, because there really was nothing to do outside of the classes, right. for the most part. There were, like, some panel discussions, some of which were very cool, but, like, yeah. it wasn't, like, a full day. There were no vendors. There were no yeah. people. There were no ways to just, like, mill around and spend time at this thing. Right. Absent going to a few predefined events right also if you haven't heard it yet we may we had the opportunity to interview a lot of fans just like you and we were able to cobble together this really great like audio collage of the highlander fans and there's some really good stuff in there so like getting to shake hands with those kinds of people like jill and shipwreck and all the other kindly fans who were generous enough to spend some time talking to us yeah that was really terrific yeah just like the people aspect of it was great Kind of the nuts and bolts of the convention weren't that great, but yeah. I don't know. Meeting meeting everybody that was awesome. Totally, and I look forward to you know meeting these people again. Hopefully, at more successful mm-hmm. events, or if they ever come to Philadelphia, or you know yeah. whatever. Oh, we got to finally see our uh, magnets that we all worked so hard on. <laughs> that was that was a very stressful evening. So when we arrived, that was very stressful. So yeah. when we arrived in Florida. I received a notification on my phone. So we were really cutting it down to the wire with getting these magnets made because we really wanted to have them for the convention. They were in production, and we had to get some of them actually shipped to Florida. So they like we couldn't sh- take, them, take them to Philadelphia and then bring them with us. Uh, so I got a notification when we landed on the plane, and it said, failure to deliver magnets or whatever. And they did not go to the hotel because one of the digits in the address was wrong. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, so then we spent like a good hour and a half on the phone trying to get UPS to like resolve this issue. It was a crazy mess. Uh, of course, it's right around Christmas. So like, yeah. Oh, UPS yeah. Is slammed anyway. <laughs> so then we ended up having to like take an Uber out to like a UPS shipping facility to pick these things up. And hopefully they'd even be there because there was a chance that they wouldn't even be there. And there were issues with, like, ID because we got to ship to a hotel. But obviously I'm not, I'm not a hotel representative. So it was like, you might not be able to pick them up because you're not the hotel. It's that's, like, uh, that's your middle name, actually. Hotel rep? Uh, Keith Hyatt Convention <laughs> <Yes>. Center. <laughs> 
So anyway, we were able to get them. And of course, then we were still also like really nervous because like, are they going to look, okay? are they going to look yeah. okay? <laughs> so they end up like the, I think the production quality on them is like really awesome. The yeah, art great. was they like feel gritty. Shitty. But the production, yeah, <laughs> but the, yeah, yeah the art like, was awful. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the quality of the magnets pretty good. They're sturdy. Yeah, at least they're sturdy. They are sturdy. You <laughs> We're can of use it getting. as like a coaster. <laughs> Eamon made the art. It's incredible. So guys, They're, they the, all look most excellent, and the, you should buy them if you haven't already. Yeah, Mister Fish was good. Oh, got to have some amazing fish fry. Yeah, fish sandwiches. That was great. Mm-hmm. Some uh, nice clam strips. A lot of beers went to the brewery in Lakeland. Yeah. That was nice. So some of the the uh, troubles we uh, encountered on the trip, there were many. Uh, one, we were forgotten to pick, be picked up from the airport, so that was nice. Uh, we were yep. not the only people to be forgotten at the airport. Yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> yep, I picked up some people made out a lot worse than we did. Yeah, some people break. paid money the for the stars. That. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. some like convention goers paid an extra fee to be picked up from the airport, and they were picked up and then had to spend like 60 bucks to pay uh, or more oh like 150 bucks to get a ride from the airport 150 dollars yeah that's I mean, and then have a that be refused to be refunded by the convention manager oh boy yeah not good yeah because i mean that's a solid hour trip yeah. essentially yeah yeah i mean <sighs> there were some weird like the hurdles we had to deal with were like when we arrived our table was not where we had contractually well, we selected it to be. In that it was non-existent. There, not, was, oh, no, there was literally no, no table. table. Yeah. We were asked, hey, you guys need a table? Uh, I yeah, believe I, we I, said we needed three, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, and then we got our table. We got our one table. Which had no tablecloth or anything on it, which, again, it was supposed or, to. Or access to electricity. Yep. Again, requested. Uh, so that was a whole bunch of mess to get all that sort of it was stuff. It kind of like stressful. To it was very yeah, stressful. Spo- spoiler alert, podcasting requires electricity. Yes. So <laughs> we're not Aim- just doing... Eamon did not have a pass to get into the convention. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. was good. We got our passes and then the convention organizer said, wait, there's three of you? Jesus fucking Christ, man. <laughs> so I was Lashcon staff that weekend. Yes. So it was a it was a tricky situation. Sure, we made the best of it, and yeah. I hope everyone was able to enjoy stuff. That yeah, out of it. if you said hello, thank you. And, I'm uh, glad that we did it. We can now do bigger and better conventions in the future. That's right. We've cut our teeth on this one. It'll never get harder than that. I think. Yeah, yeah. and we've we've barely even scratched the surface on this whole yeah. shit show. Check but. out uh, Adrian Paul's Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should we should at least hang a lantern details. on that. That people really got stiffed. I yeah. mean, people. Got aggressively screwed. Like by a, by we, got, crook, we got a swindler. Yeah, we got screwed a little bit in the sense that you know we came to a con that was basically empty, expended a lot of effort and time to have like product right. to try to sell there, and like not to Probably mention altered our schedules and like yeah, it took time off of work. We also like, I feel bad in a lot of ways. I mean, like well, we signed on to this con pretty early. Like we were asked to kind of join it, uh, and so I mean we've been advertising this on our podcast, and I, I right. personally feel like bad that we advertise i mean like you know we had no way of knowing what it was going to be like but yeah but then a bunch of stars didn't get paid some of the stars their panels were attended by zero people because the only thing to do only other thing to do with these things were classes and they were stacked on top of a bunch of panels including our panel yeah in fact our panel oh we got to talk about this uh so this is something we've been promoting for months i had to call the convention promoter many times to get this like a, a date or a, excuse me a time set for our panel because i wanted to make sure it didn't conflict with classes or anything like that so that everyone could attend that wanted to attend we select our time it was going to be for one o'clock 
uh, like a day before the convention, we are told that we are not doing it at one o'clock. And it's like, wait, why? Like, what? And like, there was no, oh, that was it. There was no room for us to do it in. We were going to just be doing it at our table. And I was like, there's nowhere for the audience. You need an audience? Yeah. This has all been discussed many, many times. <laughs> uh, so we had to, like, at first the time was going to change, then the place was going to change. It was all over the place. Uh, the, come the day of the convention, the only schedule is a photocopied, like, piece of paper that you had to take a picture of with your phone. It was like, laminated, though. Oh, yeah. That's true. Uh, and it said, 1 o'clock, podcast. It did not list the location who the guests were, it listed no information. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of the convention goers, because there was literally no information about anything, except really the classes. Uh, and that was provided by the people that put it on, put on the classes themselves. Like yeah. Adrian provided his information very well yeah. about how to attend his class. Uh, so anyway, it was kind of a bummer because I feel like a lot of people would have liked to have seen what we had to do, but they couldn't because there was no fucking information yeah. out there. Yeah. And it ended up partially, like, butting up against Elizabeth Grayson's fan class. And understandably, people wanted to spend time doing oh, that. Oh, of course. Like, yeah, I don't fault anyone for staying at the class. But, like, yeah. then it's like, oh, well, how are they going to get to our thing? And right. At one point, I, like, just ran and had to go intercept the people coming in to inform them that we were getting ready to start. Because we ended up losing, like, 20 minutes off of our show because there were literally – there was no one in the audience. Uh, right? It was frustrating. Yep. But we're very excited because we did film it all, and it's going to, you know, it will live on in that way. And yeah. I think that's going to be really cool and i just want to say like all of the actors that showed up highlander and non-highlander were all like really nice and worked very hard to make sure that for the few people that did show up yeah they were a class x yeah were, very professional yeah they were getting something out yeah of it. everyone who could control what they could control made sure yeah. it was in tip-top shape it was an experience guys it was a sordid experience oh wait it wasn't so We'll give you updates as that unfolds. We'll see if there's more yeah. action to come on that front. But yeah, I wonder. Really sorely disappointing on a lot of different levels. Very but good. My favorite story, maybe the whole night or the whole thing that just was like so perfectly encapsulated what the entire trip was. We stopped in at the high, the showing for Highlander. Uh, the first night of the convention, they were replaying the original oh, 1986 oh, Highlander yes. release. <laughs> and, like, they had this great, by great, I mean, meat-centric little food thing where you could get chicken tendies. If you were a vegetarian, you could not eat dinner. Yeah. Meatballs. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, little ham sandwiches that were just ham and bread. Yeah. Chicken tendies, meatballs, and, like, a little bit of cheese. And then or you can get some Mountain Dew to go with it. And then he didn't have the DVD player's remote, <laughs> so he couldn't skip the previews on the DVD. <laughs> and it wasn't even clear he would be able to press play on the movie yeah. until we got until like it he got had to, there. Like find somebody that had a remote. So we got to watch trailers for Highlander 2. Highlander the Source, the Source was advertised on this DVD. And Frank Miller's The Spirit. The Spirit. That's but, right. And wasn't also some horror movie? Yeah. Some forgettable horror movie. Yeah. Some forgettable. <laughs> that's what you are. And then but somebody... it was just like it in a nutshell. I can't remember who said this. It might have been one of the Highlander Veritas guys. Whoever it was, I'm sorry. I can't remember. But they said, why don't they show Endgame? Yeah. Instead of Highlander, because Adrian Paul is in Endgame. And is actually here. Yeah, yeah. is here. Unlike Lambert. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were supposed to show Endgame. That was the original purpose, because I think Adrian and Lambert were going to do a panel. Yeah. And then watch the movie. So it doesn't make any sense to show Highlander. Nope. 
Also, this being a 30th anniversary gathering also made no sense because no nobody zero people connected with the movie, movie were there. Were there, so yeah, that's something. It was interesting. Anyway, oh, uh, one of my favorite stories from the convention was I met a wrestler. Yes, the one, nasty boy. One of the nasty boys. <laughs> a nasty boy. A nasty boy. He came by. He said, "Hey, <laughs> I think I have to take a shit. Where's the bathroom?" <laughs> And I was like, you think you have to? I didn't, I didn't actually say that to him, but it's like, I don't know if you're feeling one way or the other, but it's that way to the left. It was crazy. This is a journey you'll have to take alone, my friend. <laughs> I think I have to take a shit. Hey, <laughs> Guys, well, we need to get back to Highlander Season 2, as this is a Highlander Season 2 review. Review. So first, I want to ask you guys a question. This uh, season had some pretty great guest stars. So first question is, who do you think the best guest star was this season? Kyle. Best guest star of the season. I am feeling the return of Xavier St. Cloud. Roland Gift coming back, reprising his role. One of the first people in the show to do so. Certainly the first, one of the first antagonists to do so. Really cements that character in my heart. Giving it to Roland Gift. Roland Gift. Interesting Roland choice. Gift. Let me take down some notes here. Make sure, you know, just want to tally up the points. All right, points. Mr. Eamon. I don't know if he was the best, but who I was... Oh, well, the best, I think, might have been Mako. Mm. Oh, Jonathan Banks. Banks. Mako. Maiko? Yeah, Maiko. <laughs> so he was good. he was great. He kills it in that. Yeah. It's the it's delightful. I'm like sad his character is gone. I'm assuming he's gone. But the most excited I was to see was Rowdy Roddy Piper. That was I mean, that was fun. Yeah, I don't think like he they gave him much to do. They didn't. But I love him, so <laughs> there you go. Him is back. Keith, who's your favorite? Well, I'm gonna take, let me just take some notes. Eamon got that one sadly wrong. Oh, I got it wrong. Yeah. I, All this time you've been with us. Haven't you understood? Have yet? you learned anything yet? <laughs> Very good, guys. Uh, I think I, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Tommy Sullivan was one. Oh, of, he was really good. I thought just as an actor, he was like really he was great. great. Like, yeah. And uh, Joanna. Yeah. <laughs> so you can uh, <laughs> say no more. <laughs> and I know we, we had like, there were definitely issues with like tonally. That episode had some like problems uh but i think it's a great episode it's a great episode and i think no matter which version of the character he was playing like i was like man he's crushing it like when he was like Good the funny or bum- bad tummy yeah when he was the funny bumbling guy his like comedic timing was really great and he was funny uh and then when he got like really intense and serious he like brought the heat uh as your boss and your role model. Yeah, I, you're not you're not our boss. I think excuse me, as your boss, <laughs> I think it's important for me to show you the importance of opening a show with nothing less than professionalism. Uh, one of the most frequent pieces of fan mail we get is in regards to my catchphrases. Uh, the answer is that's no. That's not true. To that's answer not, all the fan mail. True. To answer the fan mail. No, I did not go to broadcasting school, but boy oh boy, did these pipes know how to ring in a show. So <laughs> Uh, I have a couple. This is kind of a evaluation question for the two of you guys. Is which of these is, would you say is my best opening catchphrase? There are three choices: A, B, or C. All right, welcome to the Highlander Rewatch podcast. All right, welcome to Highlander Rewatch. All right, welcome to Highlander Rewatched. Those are our options. The, yes, those are uh, the three choices. Uh, hmm. I think actually your best one is option D. Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> the time you said that, that was the best one. All right, interesting, interesting choice. Kyle. I'm going to take note here. Eamon, which of those was uh, my best catchphrase? I'm going to go with B. 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 That's, that's what I would go with. B too. for Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> Eamon, Eamon gets some uh, 
some bonus points on the uh, <laughs> oh, bonus points. points. Have you ever had an evaluation at work? <laughs> this is not the way it works. Well, the points. Have you ever had a podcast, <laughs> a make believe podcast evaluation? Because that's the way this one's working. <laughs> so, guys, it's really hard to choose between the best, as obviously you two differed in mm. the and made up answer. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I figured I, uh, at some point, I descent into madness in season two. Uh, so it's really kind of hard to pick a best one. So I figured I'd put together a little supercut of every single opening to this show we've ever done. <laughs> okay. Let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Highlander Rewatch podcast. Um, Hi, I'm Eamon. I'm Kyle. And this is Keith. And welcome to the Highlander Rewatch podcast. Hi, I'm Keith. I'm Kyle. This is Eamon. And welcome to the Highlander Rewatched podcast, um, where we watch every episode of Highlander the series and talk about it. Hi, I'm Kyle. This is Eamon. <laughs> and I'm Keith. <laughs> and that was hard to follow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Welcome to the Highlander Rewatched podcast. Uh, all right. Welcome to the Highlander Rewatched podcast. All right. Welcome to Highlander Rewatched. All right. Welcome to Highlander Rewatched. All right. Welcome to Highlander Rewatched. All right, welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where we talk about every single episode of Highlander. All right, welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where we rewatch each and every episode of Highlander the series. Hi, I'm Keith. I'm Kyle. This is Eamon. And welcome to the Highlander Rewatch. All right. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. All right. Welcome to <laughs> Highlander Rewatch. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. All right. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the original weekly Highlander podcast. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. All right. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the original weekly Highlander podcast. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. Welcome to Highlander Rewatched. Welcome to Highlander Rewatched. All right. Welcome back to Highlander Rewatch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome to another exciting episode of Highlander Rewatch. Hi. Welcome back to Highlander Rewatch. <laughs> Part 2 is here. Bingo bang Bingo bang It's Highlander surf party down on the beach. It's summertime, but probably not when this airs cuz it's October already. Oh my uh, god. So welcome to the fever dream that is Highlander Rewatch. The fourth hour of fifth, sixth hour of our recording. Yeah. yeah, it's going to get weird. I'm one of your rewatchers, Kyle. This is Eamon. Keith is here too. All right. <laughs> welcome to Highlander Rewatch. hey Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. Are you trying out a new catchphrase? Yeah, hey instead <laughs> of all right. Instead of all right. Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch podcast. Welcome to another new catchphrase. <laughs> Shit. I wish I didn't laugh. Do it again. I can do it again. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. It's a great new catchphrase, Keith. Oh, I should do a different one every week. I'm going to do a different one every week now. It's a in Oh, that's your impression of me? I want Okay, do it one more time. 
Welcome to Highlander Rewatched. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah. One more time. You can't laugh. Welcome to Highlander Rewatched. Where each and every week we look at a new corner of the Highlander universe. Bing bong, ding dong, it's Highlander Rewatch. Nope, nope, we're doing that again. <laughs> Bing bong, ding dong. <laughs> Let's take it again. Zatarans, <laughs> it's Highlander Rewatch. All right. All right. All right. Highl- All right. <laughs> it's Highlander Rewatch. <laughs> you got to go back to what you know. Classic Keith. Back to my roots. All right. All right. I hate you. <laughs> this is Highlander Rewatched. All right. Welcome to Highlander Rewatched, the podcast where each and every week we talk about a different portion of the Highlander universe. This is the moment. This is the time. <laughs> this is... Can we just go back to All Right? The Highlander Rewatch podcast. Welcome, everyone. To your favorite weekly Highlander podcast. <laughs> well, that was maddening. <laughs> You're so, you did such a good job. You're so good. Oh, my God. You're so good. You're I so good. I can't believe what a good job you did. <laughs> <laughs> Who got the points on that one? We all do. We all get bonus points. <laughs> The hottest guest star was Nefertiri from the Pharaohs. That's Dog. true. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. Can you explain it to me? Titty. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we need to move on and get back to the second season. So, we need to talk about what was the best sword fight of season two. That's tricky. I feel like the two have... Oh, there are, there are three that like stick out in my mind. The one in the vampire, the final... That's well, they're both one. really good in the vampire. The ankle crunching action of the vampire. Yeah, and then um, Prodigal Son I think has a really good one. Hyde versus Duncan is really good, and um, oh, uh, Mac versus Xavier Saint Cloud. That was the one that jumped to mind for me was Mac versus Xavier Saint Cloud in Unholy Alliance Part Two. Oh man, I that's yeah. good. Really like that where they switch swords and yeah. they do like the run at each other and they yeah, and you get the <laughs> double sword quickening. Even, gets a lot of thumbs up. Even Duncan sparring with Carl was really good. That's a great sword that fight. That is it's my... short but sweet. That's yeah. my number one. It's not yeah. like a not real sword fight. Not barrels. Oh, that that's is good. That's real good. But that I think, yeah, good. the sparring, it's short and sweet, but it's like, it's tight and it's good. Yeah. yeah. It's real tight. And, and Carl is like a really good physical actor. Yeah. Like, that all works out nicely. He also had to run like 40,000 miles in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I would run 500... Very good. So, guys, aside from having to review ourselves, uh, we have a brand new feature to Highlander Rewatch this year, which is merchandise. So I thought it would only be fair uh, to read two amazing reviews of our merchandise. Hmm. uh, Yeah, they're right. That's only fair. (laughs) Hey, we've been reading your Highlander merchandise catalog. That's right. You got to read some of ours. That's right. The quality is amazing. I greatly appreciate your love of Highlander and the work you are putting into the podcast. And who said that? But the man himself, Peter Davis, executive oh, nice. producer. Uh, so thank you very much, for uh, Peter, for the kind words. And we're really glad you like the magnet set. And also, oh my God, I love this. This is fantastic. I don't like it. I love it. 
from Miss Elizabeth Grayson herself. She, to be clear, though, people at home, she did not say it that way. No, she, she has a, she's very sweet <laughs> and, has and a, she does not. It's very charming. Squawk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, does not <laughs> sound remotely like that. She was very nice about it, though. Yeah, she's a nice lady. Uh, so people she was can, great on the phone and in person. Yeah. So people can pick up these magnets on our Facebook page or our new Etsy shop, and yeah, there's yeah. links to that on our Facebook page as well. Or you can just go on Etsy and search for Highlander Rewatch. But we record ads on our show all the time, whether it's for a convention uh, or for the catalog or the sword experience. Uh, these are not the easiest things to record, uh, especially when you have to keep them really concise. Uh, so I'm going to challenge both of you to an ad off. Uh, so the rules are simple. You're both. It, it's an addition based problem. Yes. Uh, I lose. Five plus seven. <laughs> Amy, go. Uh, uh, 42. Uh, uh. So you are both going to do a 20-second ad with all the details for the magnet set. Seeing as we're starting to run low on time already, you're going to have to do these at the same time. Uh, But don't worry, I'll still judge you separately. Uh, So are you guys ready to do this? Yeah, let's let's rock. You have 20 seconds to do an ad for this. At the same time. We talk over each other. Oh, yeah. Okay. We don't have time. We have have no time for this. Yes, our last podcasting session went long, so let's keep it tight. Ready, guys? Five, four, three, two, one. Enjoy your your Highlander Highlander fandom by getting all five of our collectible Highlander refrigerator magnets with art done exclusively by rewatcher Eamon. Some of the first official Highlander merchandise in years. Available on our Facebook page. There can be only one set of magnets. And that's time. Very good, guys. I think you both did an excellent job. Let me just write some stuff down here. I'm not going to say bonus points. Huh? What are you writing? That's these reports are kind of confidential. I think you have to tell me what you read. Upper management. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so there's like a higher management than you? Yeah, I'm, so not, not, I'm not the <laughs> boss. <laughs> I'm not the boss in this. Who's your boss? Yeah, comp- yeah. You're, so you're like you're claiming to be our boss, but you're not the boss. The boss, exactly. Well, that's Bruce. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we we report to a higher authority, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Can't go to fire. Can't throw the fire without a spark. This guns, guns for hire. Dancing. Oh boy. You can't start a fire. That's pathetic that we don't know the line before <laughs> dancing in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, in our last question, you were evaluated on your knowledge of Highlander sword fights and which mm. ones you thought was the best. No mm. great sword fight would be complete without a great quickening. Mm. Uh, so now it's time for our season two quickening roundup. Hey, what what are we rounding up? The quickenings, dog. You got that spreadsheet. Got that spreadsheet for the Spread. quickenings. Oh, yeah. Let's take a look at season two. All right, in the Watchers, we got nothing. This is, by the way, it's staggering how few quickenings are in yeah. season two, or just like strings of episodes with no fighting or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Watchers, nothing. Studies in light. Well, they fight. No quickening. No quickening. Hey, turnabout. Fair play. There we go. We get Michael Moore. Moore. Oh, Quentin Barnes. It's me, Quentin Barnes. <laughs> uh, episode four, The Darkness. Nothing. Eye for an eye. He lets her go. Nothing. Mm. The Zone. Nothing. <laughs> Return of Amanda. Nothing. Wow. Uh, Revenge of the Sword. Nothing. Run for Your Life. Nothing. Nothing. That's one, two, three, six episodes in a row with no quickenings. That Damn. mandate was really... Strict about not having an immortal every week. Mandate for mandate. Yep. Uh, epitaph for Tommy. Hey, yeah. we got yeah. one. And Rowdy, Roddy, Piper. That's a good one. That's a very good that, one. If you were going to say what our favorite quickening was, that would, that would be it. 
Kyle, I'd like to go through this in order. Okay, I, so if I, you can I, kind of respect I, the evaluation, if you can <laughs> respect the evaluation process, let's try to do that. Okay, that shows I think a little bit about your character. Let me just take it out here. <laughs> Very good. <clears throat> then we had Very good. <laughs> the fighter. Yeah, that shows something about your character. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> The fighter. Tommy fights the big one. Hey, Tommy. Uh, Undercolor Authority. Undercolor brother. But for Richie in the Richie column. Oh, yeah. Gak. (laughs) Gak, yeah, the Nickelodeon. The double dare. uh, (laughs) The Gak quickening. The Gak quickening. (laughs) You know, if you squished it in its container, it made a farty noise. (laughs) That's true. Bless, bless the child. Bless this child. Bless this child. Uh, there is zero in that. Yeah, but there's but there is one bear. That's so true. Do we have a separate bear column we're keeping track of? The bear Not column. <laughs> Unholy has alliance. A one in it. No, there's two. There's two. There's two. There are two bears. Oh, you're right. Shit. Yeah, straight them right. Two bears. Two bears. Two bears. Two bears. One episode. <laughs> Unholy alliance part one. We get one quickening. Oh, yeah. Remember Wait, who that no. was? The guy. We don't get two? Ah, one. Don't we they get... kill two immortals in that? The florist? St. Cloud kills two immortals. The florist. Part... Oh! I You're put wrong. Him... Oh, well, but Duncan John... doesn't get those quickenings until the next episode, so I didn't yes. count it for this but, episode. But St. Cloud whacks two people. Yeah. That is true. So in the in part Any one, there is off. one. It's Anton Legri. Anton Legri. Uh, in part two, yes, it is one for Xavier and then two for... But he kills the other guy in the parking lot. Right. So that's Legree and then the second guy. And John Arbuckle. No, Legree is the guy from the flashback, the guy playing chess. Oh, so you were counting that as one. That's one. Duncan kills that guy, presumably, in the yeah. flashback. They and confirmed then, that. They can, the Watcher Chronicle confirmed that he killed yeah. him. And then in Unholy Alliance Part 2, Duncan kills Xavier St. Cloud. That's one. Yeah. And in the previous episode, it's revealed that Xavier kills the guy in the parking lot and the guy in okay. the... Okay. So yeah. in two uh, episodes, three. he gets four. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Okay. The vampire. He gets one. He gets one. Nikki Ward. Nicky Ward. Warmonger. We got one for that. Drakoff. Gone. Then Farrah's daughter. Oh, yeah. Nefertiri. Yes. And also, uh, we should go back. Well, uh, Michael Moore was a friend he killed. Tommy Sullivan, another Another friend friend he he killed. killed. And Nefertiri. I yeah. would say she's kind of a friend. Well, he he, he beds her. Yes, he it's does. His bed partner. <laughs> they bone zoned. Uh, and then in the episode Legacy, he gets Luther. Uh, but he also gets two more kills because he gets Valjean and Rebecca mm. from Luther. Was Valjean confirmed? The, it's, oh, in the it's Chronicle unclear in the is, episode. Right? It's like implied, maybe, but in the Watcher Chronicle, yeah. I think yeah. they say they got Valjean, it. Prodigal Son, at last. Martin Hyde, <laughs> and he also gets um, uh, Sigour from that oh, one right. too. Yeah, yeah. And then counterfeit uh, is Charles Browning in the flashback. Right. So that brings our total quickening, and that's the second bear. That's, That's right. Second bear. Second That's right. Bear. That brings Almost the total quickening uh, for this uh, season to, I think, 15, if the math is right. 15. 15 quickenings. How many was in last season? Do or it's only 13, remember? really. 13 actual quickenings. 13. But 15. What was our count for season one? Do we remember? 12. Ooh. So the total. really powering up here. The total quickening, I think, for seasons one and two uh, is 52. Wait, what? Didn't you just say you had 13? Yeah, I fucked that up. Uh, 27. Yeah, there we go. Cool beans, man. Listen, guys, I got a lot of things to juggle here. It's a good thing you didn't take that ad challenge. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. Eamon and I have a secret assessment for you cooked up for later. Really? Yeah, Yeah, it's an F. If you're even around at this. (laughs) (laughs) So what is the best quickening? I think we can all agree. 
it is the Tommy. Yeah, I think it's a toss-up between that and Nikki Ward. The Nikki Ward one's really good. That's a cool With one. With all the flyers the papers, going over yeah. that but, they just but, happened to discover. Yeah. But Duncan yeah. doesn't scream, come, come, <laughs> oh, come, <yeah>. come. <laughs> come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly. Sugar, Sugar baby. baby. Yeah, those are the best ones, right? There's none better. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of best, what is the best episode of season two? Oh, this is tricky. This is tricky. SSX tricky. PlayStation 2. <laughs> God. Damn it. Pointless reference. <laughs> Best episode of season two. That one is tough. I am very partial to the vampire, though. And I think I'm yeah. giving that my top episode of vampire for season you. two. So it's got a mystery. It takes place largely in the past. It cements a relationship between Joe and Mac. You get some amazing costuming. I love the idea of an immortal masquerading as a supernatural creature. Hits a lot of the right boxes. I loved teasing Nikki Ward when we discussed it. Also, in terms of our episode, I think Eamon's comment that Nikki Ward looks like a palette swap in a video game is one of the funniest things (laughs) that's ever been said on this podcast. So, that one gets my vote. My vote. Eamon, what do you think the best episode was? (sighs) I'm confused between four episodes. (laughs) You're not doing a good job. One of them is the vampire. One of them is Counterfeit Part 1, which I really liked. It's a good one. Um, Prodigal Son and The Darkness? Interesting. Mm, I think it's a toss-up for me between Counterfeit Part 1 and The Vampire. You should go Counterfeit Part 1 <laughs> for variety. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's really cool. Like, the plot's cool. That shot of Horton in front of the big painting is neat. There's these weird, like, machinations. No pun intended. Machinations. <laughs> yeah. Machinations. But I guess there's not really, like, any cool sword fights in that i just like it the part two is a little bit of a letdown though but they're I not like bad what it's going for yeah so maybe i'll go with that i think i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna stick by it i think i'll say the fighter it's not a perfect episode but i think the performances are great yeah the sword fight is top notch i think the boxing and the flashbacks like costuming and the the location it looks awesome uh it does deal with a moral issue it kind of ticks all the boxes for me and i think it's uh legitimately kind of funny too it's got like some kind of slapsticky scenes which are fun and in some ways that does a little bit of a disservice when it takes the dark turn but i think in general that's that's my pick for the top one of the that was high on my list that's yeah. a really good one it might be the most fun episode of the season the vampire's fun too oh yeah yeah, yeah the vampire's very good and it has two really good sword fights the sword fight in the 1800s is awesome yeah the fighter has good like highlander moments where it has like that moral question element which I don't know if the vampire really has. Um, That's fair. The vampire is more of just like a mystery story. Yeah. yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. yeah. The more I think about it, counterfeit part one might not be a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> you did a bad job and you should I feel did. bad. That's okay. I don't, do feel don't bad. Don't worry. It'll all be reflected in the report. But don't I have worry. a special shout out, unless I'm skipping ahead, to Adrian Paul's performance in Studies in Light when he's at the reporter's deathbed. That was like I think that was his best like acting part of this season. He does a, he does a pretty good job in that episode in general. Yeah, yeah. I, I that that episode's high on my list. I think for the season as well. Yeah. Hey, she's a woman. You know what I mean, Richie? Yeah. Hot dogs. Here's hot dogs. <laughs> I got tickets to some of this country's most souped, souped up, up road, road monsters, monsters. <laughs> and we're going to look at pictures. <laughs> Not for that, breakfast, man. <laughs> that is a great episode. Actually. Absolutely. Like, that's another really fun one. Yeah. Gia. 
So, guys, we seem to have an affinity for pointing out all the crazy innuendos in the show, whether they're real or we invent them. We do it so much uh, that the Rewatchiverse uh, has its very own line of adult entertainment, the Darkness series. Uh, So I thought I would put together a little collection of all the Darkness films we've discussed this season. Mm. So let's take a listen. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. This week's episode is Season 2, Episode 4, The Darkness. She comes back for The Darkness 2, Executions on Butt Row. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and it's like, I know the episode is called The Darkness, but come on. Well, they, they go through this whole back and Darkness forth. Darkness 3, come on. <laughs> <laughs> What's it kill, birds or beasts? <laughs> Darkness 4, birds or beasts? Oh, <laughs> what color are the walls? And she's like, black is black. And I was like, oh, that's another one of her... Movies, yeah. Darkness <laughs> Five, Black is Black. <laughs> do, do we want to? We skipped over her touching his lifeline. Who touching his lifeline? That's another one of her movies. <laughs> Darkness Six, touch my lifeline. <laughs> uh, so then Duncan runs him through with his sword. Yep, promptly. Very, yeah. very promptly. Darkness Seven, promptly uh, run through. <laughs> Sword fight. (laughs) The phrase so sue me is used an inordinate number of times in this show. Darkness 8, so sue me. (laughs) I sharpened your sword, master. Darkness 9, I sharpened sharpened your sword, master. Sword sharpeners. (laughs) She was beautiful, and she she was a wonderful actress. They were great together. Yep, they were. Heat. But... Um, you know, I think that for her, I think, guess she looked at the part and looked at her career and said, you Darkness know, 10. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh, when, when Duncan's having his immortal adventure, Tess and Richie do something. Sure. And I, yeah, we know what that something is. Yeah. Darkness <laughs> 11. You know what that something is. <laughs> you should buy the Highlander. Don't lose your head. Boxer shorts. Look at <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. The Darkness 12, don't lose your head. <laughs> I don't know. This, it's this like kind of flirting with the supernatural component of this thing. Just feels completely lost in the sauce. So, Kyle, you, you brought Darkness up earlier. Darkness 12, lost in the sauce. <laughs> lost in the sauce. <laughs> and one of them, instead of saying, don't lose your head next to your peen, says there can be only one. Which mm. might imply other weird things about your testicles yeah. <laughs> i like to assume <laughs> darkness 13 <laughs> might imply weird stuff about your testicles uh, uh, we're at the lighthouse and annie and her crew roll up sorry uh, all i could think of was darkness 14 chuck sauce <laughs> <laughs> uh, i think we need box art for all this stuff no matter what you do Death comes when it's ready on its own time not yours when it's ready <laughs> It's a black thing. You get his thieving ass out of here. Darkness 17, it's a black, black thing. thing. <laughs> canned birds. <laughs> canned couple birds. Can birds. Probably a couple cans in the back. Yeah. Cans in the back. Darkness 18. Cans <laughs> in, in the, the back. back. <laughs> Ooh, good return for that joke. Because we got them from both ends now. Darkness 19. <laughs> yeah. You have to take the cap off. There's a nipple inside the bottle. Yeah, right. I knew that, man. Yeah, I did. Darkness 25, there's a nipple inside the bottle. (laughs) That's a weird one. (laughs) How much does this, what what do you get and how much does it cost? Well, it depends on what kind of scent you want, my friend. The big one. Give me the big one. You want the big one? Give me the big one. The Darkness 29. Give me the the big one. Weird v-neck, like, wool sweater on. It has, like, a really deep 
V. I'm like miming the V on myself. Yeah, I'm just wearing I'm himself wearing, up. <laughs> the darkness um, 30 deep V. <laughs> Sorry. Davis. <laughs> wet the, works? The darkness Davis. Yeah. The darkness 35 uh, wet, wet works. works. <laughs> well, it's not in the Watcher Chronicles, so this is only mm. the stuff you can get from deep watching of Highlander. Deep watching. Where'd she get darkness the Darkness 36. <laughs> deep watching everything was going well i guess he had like hooked up with some dudes that like they were riding around uh he'd met them on the freighter dark darkness 36 <laughs> hooked up with some dudes hooked up with some dudes <laughs> rode around <laughs> uh, just starting with single keystrokes single keystrokes that sounds dirty that's the keystroke in it keystroke the darkness 45 <laughs> single keystroke ah <laughs> uh, she does a lot of single keystrokes in his apartment. So Richie cops on his hog. <laughs> Hightails it down to 3490 Briarcliff Street. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad you wrote that down too. Yeah. The I darkness, did. 3490 Briar Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good work, guys. <laughs> that was fantastic. And that bit came about because of adult film star Tracy Lord appearing yeah. in Highlander as a psychic. Yeah. In the episode The Darkness. Uh, we should try to get a little more serious with the se- next se- sex segment, I just said. <laughs> next segment. Uh, so we just don't make sex jokes on this show. We also make ridiculous voices. Uh, so right now I'd like to challenge the two of you to a little impression off. Uh, Amy's going to smoke me. Yeah. And you're participating, Keith. Yep. Uh, someone's got to be here to man the no, board. It's, no, it's you. You have to participate. <laughs> question one. You have this to is, That's not really a question. Kyle, yeah. are you ready for your first impression? <laughs> Caleb Cole, lay it on me. Respect. Very good. Very I good. Took, very good. Very, oh, it's I okay. Took your woman. Oh boy. <laughs> Mr. Amon, Joe Dawson. Oh shit. Uh, oh, it's not like an off where like we're competing. Huh, excuse me. Let the process work. Let the process. process. Let the process, process work. Fake news. Uh, <laughs> fake evaluation. Fail, failing Highlander podcast. Very sad. I know when I know your first love. Fair, right, that's, that's enough of that. Very good. Very good. Wow. I really shit the bed on that one. That was pretty good. All right, Kyle. I know more about you than you know about yourself. Yeah, that's what I was Yeah, okay, 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 guys. Okay. That was a past. Kyle. Uh, Zachary Blaine. A.K.A. Lucius Malfoy. There's nothing better than a good old-fashioned quickening. <laughs> gross. <laughs> Appropriately gross. Very good. Very good. That was good. Uh, Mr. Amon, lay uh, on some Duncan McLeod for me here. What you don't do. Very good. All right. It's like he's in the room. Not bad. I'm impressed. Uh, but you guys need to be able to perform under pressure as well. Obviously, it's high stakes on the podcast. Uh, so get ready for the lightning round. Uh, so I'm going to be throwing some names at you one at a time as quick as possible. You've got to uh, do an impression. And when you delay, you're going to lose points, guys. Uh, oh, no. So are you guys ready? Oh, God. Nikki Ward. We're both guys, really. Uh, Maurice. We be. <laughs> Christopher Lambert. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Richard Nixon. I'm not a crook. Sean Connery. <laughs> Charlie Salvo. I don't do diapers, Bart Simpson. man. Don't have a cow, man. James Horton. Uh, uh, Quentin Barnes. It's me, Quentin Barnes. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That was very telling, I think. Uh, under pressure, <laughs> you guys telling. definitely perform differently. So that tells me a lot of how I can Keith, help you Richard, improve. Richie Ryan, go. Uh, maybe he got burned. That's a Noel. <laughs> the portrait. <laughs> Dominic Patone. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Joe Biden. 
Guys, stop. <laughs> I'm not on trial here, nor are you. It's a performance evaluation. But that was pretty good. Uh, we've all done some crazy impressions on this show. Uh, so I kind of put together a little supercut of all the crazy voices we've ever done. It was Josh. 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 <laughs> Josh. Josh. Why? <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. Ah, the Java no bother. <laughs> he is no Jedi. If Columbo I, was uh, on this show. I just do this thing because I uh, get both- off on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one more Why- thing. I'm turning the lights off. Why, <laughs> <laughs> John, ask Morgan Stern. <laughs> oh, I could see you getting very uh, too excited. <laughs> master, I fixed the antique store. <laughs> I sharpened your sword, master. You gotta back off, Richie man. <laughs> I didn't know you cared. <laughs> Where are they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Swear to me. <laughs> but, uh, I'm a cop, you idiots. I'm a cop, Don Kimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your daddy? And what does he do? So, <laughs> we're doing Kumflum. <laughs> well, actually, it's uh, Krang who comes from Dimension X. Krang! <laughs> <laughs> this one's for you, Morph. Coffee. Oh, I hate this coffee machine. I spilled coffee all over the place. So, this must be like their morning ritual, like, yeah, baby. <laughs> Yeah. Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> Do I make you horny, bed partner? He was always looking for a good fight on a roller in the sack. And if one or the other came... Is this right? Yeah, you're pretty close. Also, in the sack? In the sack. And if one, one or the other came with a paycheck, so much the better. The king of Iron Fist Tournament. Enter <laughs> the Tekken. Same clan. Different vintage. You were here last night too, wasn't you? And you were smooching with my brother You've been smooching with everybody Cheeks, bony bab, cliff I could go on forever, baby I'm the law I'm the law I am the law I am the law I'm Quentin Barnes. It's me, Quentin Barnes. (laughs) Mario. It's me. Where do I come from? Uh, Where do I come from? All you eat is rice and vegetables, Charlie. That's why you're in this predicament. (laughs) I'm someone just drifting into my Trump voice. I like people who don't get shot. Sad. Oh, boy. (laughs) These are the leads. These are the KR leads. And to you, they're gold. And you don't get them. Caviar is for closers. <laughs> that really wasn't very nice, Baines. Hardly sporting, old chap. I hope you get my point. point. I mean, we're guys, but really. Make me a martini. Don't you get my point? White weddings. I'm having a white wedding. Everyone's invited to the party. When I'm good, I'm real. Whoa, I'm like shaking. I'm a ghost. When I'm good, I'm really good. But when I'm bad, I'm great, baby. <laughs> you came here expecting to find a man, and instead you found a god? <laughs> Tell me, he man, is the loneliness of good as lonely as the loneliness of evil? And he's uh, like, what's that, a gift from the proletariat? 
I cared about my children and my wife. <laughs> Grabs Monster Mash and he's like, where did they go? He's like, it's a graveyard smash. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly what he does. Double O seven. She sounds like this. <laughs> Who's a better thief? <laughs> but your English and your women. <laughs> <laughs> that's more afraid of than afraid about you. This is where Maurice keeps his shrimp. <laughs> the things I could do with shrimp. The things I could do with crystals. What's the deal with Max Sword? Ooh, so who's he get... stabbing with it? <laughs> Where's Charlie? So what can you do? <laughs> the way Duncan says possibility <laughs> in this argument made me laugh. And then Horton's like, it's showtime. Right. <laughs> Smoky. <laughs> Oh, no. oh no! We're gonna be rich. Yeah. They look dead. <laughs> we designed it to be bulletproof, but we didn't design it against hackers. Is that lunch invitation still good for dinner? No, it was never good for dinner. I never invited you to dinner. I'm actually a middle-aged man with bad hair and bad breath and a bad suit. Very good, guys. <clears throat> Very. Was it? Yeah. You've made it this far in the review. This is this is a tough. Oh, there's a chance we we're going to be eliminated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is par- partially yeah, performance yeah, review yeah, and survival yeah, challenge. Yeah. So yeah, you've made it this far. It, uh, we've actually been doing this on the Ninja Warrior <laughs> obstacle course yeah, the whole time. <laughs> I'd like to take some time and do what it is we do best on this show, which is delve into a particular episode. Do what it is we do. <laughs> And discuss it in detail. Uh, we've already talked about what we think is the best episode of this season, but I think there might be some debate on which, which episode is the worst. So we're going to divide up into teams, <laughs> and we're going to discuss... Teams? Is this a team building it's a, exercise? This is a team challenge, uh, and we're going to discuss which is the worst episode of season two, The Zone, or... Bless the child, or bless this child, as Bill Bass says. Bless this child. Bless this child. Bless this child. Eamon, what team do you fall on? Bless this child? Kyle. Well, I guess by default I'm on the zone team. And I'm going to be participating as well, and I'm on the bless the child team. So So Kyle has the hard job. (laughs) Right. Of of what? Taking on you jokers? That's right. (laughs) Oh, wait. Kyle's a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) So, Kyle, why do you believe the zone is the worst episode? Let's walk through this. The f- the main character was so bad they had to, s- or the main villain was so bad they had to sub out his voice with a more threatening Wolverine sounding man. Ooh. He wears obnoxious purple suits. The enemy of the episode is somehow poverty, and it's in a tent city that's also in like Sea Coover, but maybe it isn't. And you learn that Charlie, one of the titular characters in the entire thing, is from there, but you get no insight about it. Yeah. Right? How are we doing so far? You're, you're uh, on fire Mac, right now. Mac completely abandons his best friend after getting savagely beaten <laughs> and leaves him to search for him in what is undoubtedly like freezing Pacific Ocean water. Mac's character does not acquit himself well in this whole thing. Furthermore, the plot never really goes on from there. There's like a random betrayal that there's no emotional stakes for. At some point, they're like, "Eh, it's cold. And that's like a villain. (laughs) It being chilly, is it? Also, his enemy is like, the is drugs. He doesn't defeat drugs. Drugs are never beaten in the context of the episode. So he actually just made this area worse by creating a power vacuum that's undoubtedly going to plunge the zone into further chaos. Now, let me point out some other things. Wow. Which is to say that Bless, Bless the Child has a, a bizarrely circuitous plot, but it exists. There's all these fun things to talk about relative to mining and mercury prices. There are all these fun that's things. That's debatable. <laughs> On this podcast, also, we've proven it's debatable if that's fun there, to talk about. <laughs> there is a bear in that episode. And let me just say this. 
Some of our favorite things to reference in this entire podcast can be found in Bless the Child. I don't do diapers, man. Not for breakfast. How many often do we reference or spreadsheets? All the goddamn time. Bless the Child might not be a good episode, but it's great for us. It's brought a lot of mileage to our podcast. The Zone cannot say the same. I submit to you that there can be no argument that The Zone is a better episode than Bless the Child. Mic drop. Damn. And what do, you, what do you do for a living again, Kyle? Lawman. God damn, I can't even, <laughs> could never tell. Man. That was good. That was good. Amen. <laughs> why, do, why do we believe? I get to go next. <laughs> uh, and I'll reserve uh, 15 minutes for rebuttal. <laughs> uh, bless this child. The worst Highlander season two episode. I submit to you good people that it is. There's jam. <laughs> That's a positive. <laughs> oh. Uh, th- there's a bear. Positive. Oh, uh. There's uh, uh, cows. I mean, they're kind of cute, and they get poisoned by mercury. Eamon, may uh, I step in? Uh, may I step in? Uh, <laughs> you're really drowning here, man. <laughs> All right. I will begin by addressing the zone. The zone, I think, makes a modicum of sense it's from start to finish. Does there it? is criminal activity modicum in the zone. Lewinsky? Criminal activity. <laughs> Whose team are you on? <laughs> criminal activity in the zone. Duncan has been charged with essentially stopping it. Or he he takes it upon himself because he's a hero. He's the hero everyone deserves. And so he decides he (laughs) is going to take on the crime in the zone. They get a group of ragtag individuals and they squash the villain of the episode and he is defeated at the end. And we move on from there. Who's to say what happens afterwards? Who's to say? The cycle of poverty (laughs) continues. Those people's lives do not improve and they continue to get preyed on. By various, we never see Duncan elements. go back to the zone. Maybe he visits every week, and he, is, he <laughs> and he gets them all the back. Next person, he punches them. <laughs> bless, bless this child. Literally makes almost no sense from start to um, finish. It is a elongated chase sequence through the woods. We are never sure when where any of the characters are at any point. <laughs> they are either they are either the miles away from each other or they are seconds behind. Also, we never find out where Charlie and why what, 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 what. <laughs> Charlie and Duncan are what in are the woods doing? for reasons. They're camping on a trip. Who and their cares? truck broke. That's I care. The viewer cares. <laughs> I need like a rich backstory on why they why on earth they might be. Camping. The script has overt racist references to Indians being good trackers that didn't make it into the episode. <laughs> or no, it they did. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, there is definite questions of who, uh, what's the father's name? It's his I last name. They keep referring to everyone by their last name. So it's very unclear who is who. Who is who. <laughs> uh, I'm whoa, not sure about the ages whoa. of anyone, who the father of this baby Hoskins. is. His name's Hoskins. Hoskins. Everyone's, it's like, oh, there's Hoskins. And it's like Hoskins, the father and the son. Who knows? And the Holy Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had people write in to try to explain the pl- We did not need someone to explain the plot of The Zone to us. We knew what the plot was. It was a bad plot, but we knew what it was. We, also, we could who's, not. Wait, who's, who, what's all this we stuff? Because I explained the plot of this. <laughs> I play, explained the plot of Bless This Child on our podcast. I don't think you did it correctly. I crushed it one and done. <laughs> one and done. It was done. I mapped it. The episode also features an actress it. who appeared previously and subsequently uh, in the Highlander series as a different character. That's a minus in my books. Lame rock climbing action. Very lame action. Very. At least the zone has karate fights. Ooh, it does. Uh, it has like 
the, that's the crazy Bane good, smash. Bane smash. Where is the Bane <laughs> smash? It has orange zoot suits. Uh, everything zoot about it. bless this child. Yeah. These people were jo- dropped in the middle of the woods with barely a script, yeah. and they were told to make an episode. <laughs> I will submit to you that the. Bizarre circumstances under which Bless the Child creates enhances, does not diminish <laughs> our appreciation for that episode. The fact that they were able to put something together under those circumstances is in some ways impressive. I have no knowledge of any similar constraints responsible for the flaws <laughs> of the zone. The zone just fails on its own merit. Just, just a wholesale. It is time Remember. to wrap up this debate. And as the one conducting this performance review, I will decide the winner. Is it fair? Who's really to say? But the winner of this debate is Kyle with The Zone. Yeah, damn straight. I think, Kyle, you presented a very uh, succinct arguments. He did. I'm uh, impressed. I think you've, you've proven to me that The Zone is the worst episode of season two, and dare I say, perhaps Highlander, the series. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Kyle, on winning the debate. It will be noted duly in your performance review. Uh, so it is a new year, guys, and we've hit a lot of milestones in our first year and a half and two seasons of podcasting. Uh, so I thought I'd do a little bit of Highlander Rewatch by the numbers, kind of tally up what we've, been, uh, what we've been doing. We've done 44 normal season episodes, wow. eight bonus episodes, nine chronicles uh, with interviews with uh, the cast and crew and all that. We've done one live episode, which was a blast. We've done two convention recaps. Seven movie episodes with one supercut. We have 1,875 Facebook followers. We've had countless beers while recording this. And we have listeners in over 500, 500, in over 50 countries worldwide. Wow, we have really? seven, yes, we do. We have 71 total episodes for a grand total of, oh, we can play a little mini game. How many hours of podcasting do we have? Price is right rules. Go. Uh, total 80. hours. 80. Amen. I'm going to say 90 hours. You are both wrong. It is 63 hours and 28 minutes total of podcasting. For your listening pleasure on SoundCloud.com, Apple, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are found. And, of course, we have a grand total of 34,300 podcast plays. That's a lot of people. That is. Good job to us. So we're pretty awesome, and the numbers show it. Uh, But we're pretty great at other stuff, too. Uh, Like, did you know we all have beautiful singing voices? Oh, no. We do way more singing uh, on this show than we care to admit. Uh, And even in this particular episode, I feel like we've sung a lot today. Uh, Much of which actually ends up on the cutting room room floor and never makes it into the podcast. It might get released at a later date in a blooper reel. Uh, But I thought I'd put together a little compilation of all the things we've sung in season two. Rot row. Oh my god. This is gonna be rough. Do you need another beer? I definitely need another <laughs> beer. Calling from Glen to Glen and something countryside. Mountainside. Do 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 Duncan's calling. Oh Danny boy, oh Danny boy, I love you so. This is from Sonic 2, Scene 2, Chemical Plant Zone. <laughs> My name uh, is Kanan, and I'm here to say vote in a political way. <laughs> Gotta huff paint in a zone way. Rap, a rap, a rap, 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 rap. Peppy Lowe. 
Peppy Lau stocking the dun 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 dun. Peppy Lau, Peppy Lau, Peppy Lau, pop pop pop. Peppy Lau, Peppy Lau, pop pop pop. She just wants that money. Yep, money, 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 money. But Mac does know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Forever night, I wanna be forever night. <laughs> Sexy woman in a green dress named Helen. Another name drop for no reason. Here we are, born to mine awe. We're the miners of this episode. Here comes the cattle. Oh, the farmer and the cowman should be heard. Anyway. Bringing sexy thing. Yeah. IMDb episode description. The theme song needs to be more confusing. Oh, cool. It's not that. It's a nice day for a white wedding. I'm having a white wedding. Turtle neck and chain, turtle neck and chain. Because <laughs> Duncan often has borscht on his mind. <laughs> With so, my mind on my borscht and my borscht on my mind. Mbo. 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 Wow. Old and beardy. Catch me riding old and beardy. Gonna get me old and beardy. <laughs> At last, we see each other praying. <laughs> Very good. Next. So Matt comes back. Matt came back the very next day. Um, A Mac. A Mac. A mackety mac mac mac. That's right. <laughs> mackety mac. Don't talk back. Yeah, it has been a little bit. Been a while. Been a while. <laughs> nah. Yep. New theme. I like it. Yeah. Mega The subsequent Noels. <laughs> this is a no crazy. One sings about. <laughs> <laughs> we just No, no, stop, stop. Why don't you take the spotlight off me entirely? <laughs> we just, we just cut my fucking mic. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. That has to be it. We're so musical. Exactly one of us is really musical. <laughs> Wait, which one? You. Oh, I think I'm the master's degree in music. <laughs> I, uh, I have a terrible singing voice, though. <clears throat> hey, la 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 It is the new year, and it's time for New Year's resolutions. So as part of our year in review, I want to ask you about your Highlander rewatched New Year's resolutions. What do you want to do with this podcast in the new year? Ooh. What lies in store for us? I think we keep fighting the good fight. We get more listeners and, uh, you know, keep this keep this weird community alive and make as many dick and fart darkness jokes as we can. <laughs> dick and fart darkness jokes is dick what I fartness. heard. <laughs> dick <laughs> and fartness. 
Darkness 50 Dick and Fartness. Uh, I thought this was just New Year's resolutions, and mine was originally eat more fish for breakfast. <laughs> That's a good resolution, though. Yeah. Why more? I have one serving, at least one serving suggestion. Like a like Charlie, not yeah. for breakfast, man. man. Yeah. But then I think my real Highlander rewatch season three resolution is to get an interview with Stan Kirsch. Ooh, I like that one. That's a good one. That is a good one. Kirshing it. You've been, somebody, cur- you've been cursed out. You're somebody, cursing you out now. <laughs> somebody tagged him on Twitter. Like, when is Stan Kirsch going to be on at us? And I replied, like Jimmy Pardo does whenever somebody mentions a guest, I said, Mr. Kirsch is welcome anytime. <laughs> and did he reply? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to keep chipping away at that stone. Keith, do you have a Draw resolution? One. Mr. Kirsch. Kirsch. <laughs> uh, if I had a... Sounds lovely. Yes. Yeah, does, oh, I would yeah. love to talk to Mr. Kirsch. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you nauseate me. <laughs> I'm still kidding. <laughs> uh, if I had... Uh, I haven't thought about this too much, even though I asked, wrote the question. God, you're the worst. I spent a lot of time organizing this stuff. I think I am really excited to try to like branch out and... like. I don't know. I feel like we've tried to do some different stuff on this podcast, and like yeah. we keep doing different things. Like we've... We did our first live show this year, which was really cool. Uh, and we did a convention, and like we've done different bonus episodes, and yeah. we just try to do some different stuff. So I'm kind of excited to maybe see where the podcast takes us and try to expand our format a little bit and see where we can go, aside from just our regular episodes. Did you mention the Geek Awards? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my neck. <laughs> I <insert> my neck. <laughs> I got so excited. I twisted my neck. Oh, that hurts so much. Who knew, who Guys. Knew podcasting was a context for it. Fuck. This hurts a lot. Tackle podcast. We had some uh, other momentous occasions this year, which was we were nominated for a Geek Award. Do you guys want to yeah. explain what the Geek Awards are? It's an award given to Philadelphia geeks. <laughs> it's a little loosey-goosey, but we were nominated in Best Multimedia Category. Well, it's yeah. not loosey-goosey. We are geeks. Yeah. Well, that's true. I'm, I think of myself as more of a nerd. I agree. Yeah. A geek is somebody that bites the head off of a chicken. Is that the dictionary what? definition of a geek? Yeah. Or one of the dictionaries. That's, somebody? That's where it originated. It's like a circus act. Ooh. Like a circus person. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> For the shit. chicken, mostly. I don't know how it like turned into us. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a big honor to be nominated. We had some really great people in our category. The winner of the category, which was multimedia. They're doing really great stuff, uh, making great independent movies and tackling social issues. Yeah, they're like tackling social issues with the help of grants from like the Department of Justice or something. They were way deserving of beating us. Oh, like, yeah. And we just made, we just said the words dick and fartness. <laughs> <laughs> so yes yeah, they we, we can see it they to deserve to, to win, win. If, yeah. if we had won above them i would have been more scared about the state of things than i currently am but i probably would have just pumped the word award above my head yeah <laughs> and told them to suck it no, <laughs> suck, suck it <laughs> suck it social justice but yeah it was quite an honor and uh yeah, it's fun it will win next year yeah for season two content. So we're going to play another game, guys. I have another test for you. Uh, you guys will have 15 seconds to, to describe to me the basic plot of a Highlander episode from season one or two. Uh-oh. Ooh. Okay. So it's not so much of a season two recap. No, this is just a general Highlander ne- nest test. Uh, because I think your you know your knowledge of the uh, the franchise as a whole is important as well. Not just season two. Okay. Oh. So you're going to pick the episode. I am yeah, going to pick the episode. And then, and then, and then, then gonna... I'm going to see, and we're going to measure it up and see... How accurate it is. So, How are we going to Kyle. measure our dicks after? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Kyle, accurate. could you, you have 15 seconds around the clock. Can you tell me about the darkness? 
Sure, The Darkness is the de- episode in which a rogue hunter kills immortals by trapping them in a dark space. Then Tracy Lord, porn- psychedelic porn star, helps her track it down. But then Tess is killed by a junkie. Not bad, not bad. Eamon, oh, good. Uh, could you tell me the episode description for The Beast Below? Uh, Richie is going out with a singer, and there's a hunchback who is in love with another singer, and he throws the Mr. Manager off a balcony, and Duncan has to fight him. Interesting. Very interesting. So I, I noticed that both of you got pretty complicated with your plot description. So the, the correct answer, Kyle, to the darkness is Duncan proposes marriage to Tessa, but can he escape a long-ago curse as well as a mortal who uses her as bait? You didn't really bring up the curse. The description? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm reading the actual the actual plot description. And Eamon, the, beast, the beast below, uh, the correct answer preferably would have been Duncan tries to stop an immortal who is a giant and simple <laughs> from killing an overwashed singer. Overwashed? Overwashed. That's so like, that, that's like think, that great new video game from Blizzard. Yeah, right? that's right. Yeah. Overwashed. <laughs> but I think good attempts, and I think it does show that you guys go above and beyond. But you don't need to be as complicated. These these descriptions will do. Is that it? Yeah, that was that test. <laughs> okay, Keith, it's your turn. Eye for an eye. No! <laughs> Keith, your clock's ticking. Play along! <laughs> Keith, eye for an eye. Annie Devlin throws herself out of a window. She bounces around a little bit. You're uh, already then up, she, but I'll give you the other 10 seconds. After she bounces, she heads to the dock to get docking with mac uh they drink a little bit richie's mad about Your the whole sitch. that's it bouncing docking Did wow, you so like randy devlin dog? and richie never fought wow not in the no i don't think so <laughs> so kyle this is a, a specific topic to you i think Uh-oh. uh so as our listeners know and especially as demonstrated uh recently in your debate with the two of us uh you are a lawyer by trade but i know when you are really steeped in a specific topic that topic seems like really interesting to you <laughs> But sometimes it sounds a little different to other people. So, Kyle, as part of your review, I, I put together a brief compilation oh, no. of some of your finer points of law you've brought up on the show. And I for, hope- all, for all the people at home, this is not legal advice and does not reflect the views of literally anyone. <laughs> I hope you'll be able to hear this in a new light, and I hope it helps uh, your performance on the podcast in the future. Oh, God. How this kind of sounds to other people. <laughs> Those at home, the difference between direct and circumstantial evidence is direct evidence is... slowed it down. I saw... (laughs) I didn't didn't slow anything down. I witnessed this thing happen. So the direct evidence in in this case would be, I saw Richie Ryan with a sword. The circumstantial part of that is that the guy with the sword... The point is, Kyle, I just want you to be very aware that the, the legalese. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Now, ladies. Yeah. Uh, something ice cold. You ready to stop? Yeah. No, you're not ready to stop. No. <laughs> Y'all want to know why? Why? Because it's the Slam Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we have another game to play. I fucked up my own reference. <laughs> you really did. So we're going to name that quote. Hey, all right, you're going to be playing together, so it's whoever guesses the correct answer first wins. Mm. Okay? Do we have a buzzer? No. First quote. Who we... said it and what's it from? No. Life happened to me, man. Eternal life, to be exact. Uh, that is Gregor in Studies in Light. Ooh, Kyle gets points for that. Points. Next one. You, Chris Hardwick. And why take a man's head when you can have his gold? Uh, shit. Uh, 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 the fighter, Tommy Sullivan. No. Damn it. 
Uh, wait, Lady wait. and the Tiger, Amanda? No, I got it. Close. I have it. I have it. Why can't I take it? Bless this child. No. <laughs> gold. What? There's oh, gold, gold in or? it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, what? Oh, it's uh, it's uh, the one with Luther, right? Uh, yeah, you get partial credit. Amanda says that in Legacy. Uh, damn it. And finally, <laughs> listen to me, mister. You're my knight in shining armor. Don't you forget it. You're going to get back on that horse, and I'm going to be right behind you, holding on tight. Is this from Highlander? What in the world? Um, it's like nobody's getting that one, huh? Yeah, no. That is from On Golden Pond. <laughs> <laughs> from 1981, Catherine Hepburn says that line. She plays the character Ethel. <laughs> that was on the tip of my tongue. That's the senior citizens movie. Yes, the senior citizens movie. On Golden Pond. So now I have to say you two are doing a great job so far. You've really impressed me with your performance. Uh, but there's one more thing we have to discuss. Uh, it's a big part of our show and one thing that makes our show unique, our sense of humor. By and large, I get a lot of kicks out of our podcast. But as some of you know, the jokes are, to put it mildly, bad. <laughs> uh, so I want to review some jokes from this past year's podcast. But I also want to show you first how a true master does it. I'd like to play a clip of a true gem from this year's podcast. Over, we've got a fun GoFundMe set up to help us. You say a fun GoFundMe? Yeah. Oh, GoFundMe. Oh. Skills. What what a new (laughs) business. That could be a new, that could be like the new Uber. GoFundMe. GoFundMe. That's, no. (laughs) What? GoFundMe? You just go online. You see who is in the area that wants to... Fun, fun, <laughs> fun, have fun. Yeah. Maybe have a like par- a birthday party. Go go bowling. down a slide. Oh, like a slide, a seesaw partner. Yes. So go fund me. <laughs> Very good. So I guess you guys can see how a good joke is delivered. <laughs> yeah, you really nailed it. That, uh, I'm glad that was the example you chose. Too. I still hate that joke. Go fund me. I'll go fun you. <laughs> I want to get some fun young. So, Kyle, uh, I, I think you're, you're not immune from this. Go fun young me. Uh, unlike the jokes I make, sometimes you make a bad joke on the podcast. So let's just talk about this example from you. So, again, I guess the, the only reason he wants to kill Sarah is to shut her up about the mine. The mercury. The mercury. Right. The Freddie Mercury mine. So he... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Whoops. How do you feel about that, Kyle? I mean, I feel great about it. That's a good one. It's on, it's on topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, Mr. Eamon, I'm afraid we need to go a little bit more in depth with you. Oh. Uh, I have uh, three examples I'd like to play for you, and I think we should talk about them a little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Highlander Slam Dunk. Highlander Slam Duncan. Oh. Oh, God, oh man. <laughs> Uh, that was any, any any thoughts on that? I'm sorry. <laughs> How about the second one? He's going to find this giant bear man to teach me the Russian ways of fighting. Yeah. Of, of chopping being, of, wood. Of, being, of chopping wood and being very big. <laughs> In Russia, wood chop you. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. And then finally, Eamon, let's talk about this last one. doing these days? Yeah, what is he doing? Did I ever ask is you? He actually, is he part of our podcast? Did I ever ask you guys my theory about Yakov Smirnov? Sorry, Keith. Uh, what jokes does he tell if he's in Russia? I don't think he tells jokes in Russia. 
Like if he's in Russia, he can't say in Russia we do this. It's true. And finally, Amen. Speaking of bad jokes, yeah. that one I just told. <laughs> Victor Paulus, finger on the pulse of war. <laughs> <laughs> that one's good. <laughs> yeah, that one's not he's, so bad. He's giving all those speeches, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the guy that gets every oh, Victor Paulus. Uh. <laughs> Amen. I'm not really sure what I was saying. Honestly, you make bad bad joke telling an art, <laughs> and I'm you should sorry, be mended. And as such, I put together my favorite Eamon jokes from this oh, season. Hmm. There were those three, and there's still more. Oh, goodness. I had the prime of my life, <laughs> and I owe it all to you. This is from Good Guys Wear Turtlenecks. <laughs> and double-breasted suits with giant lapels. That's yeah. right. Dave Lapel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> The Mackins diet. Oh, no. <laughs> Cyrano de Bergamac. <laughs> Joel Schumacher. Schumacher is well, not rolling in his grave, but he's rolling. Joel Schumacher. He's like the KGB guy. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. The KGB guy? Never what mind. The- <laughs> well, that was, that was, I mean, I, my notes keep on calling her Tessa Ganger. But, <laughs> but false Tessa is better. Well, if you don't floss and brush, you might have a set of false Tessa. <laughs> oh, God, that's terrible. <laughs> it's like a boarding house. sneak in in the night and steal the baby? Maybe. Ooh, like a burglar. Wait, baby oh, bur- but wait, hold on. Baby burglar. Baby burglar. Baby on burglar. burglar. <laughs> and we can't wait to talk about next week's, which is Pharaoh's Daughter. I really can't wait. Also, it's actually about the grain pharaoh. Not yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's good. <laughs> grain, guys. Uh. I think it, oh, <laughs> I think that brings us to the end of our year in review. I've tallied all the points, bonus points, challenge questions, test games, uh, and looked at my notes very closely. And I've decided to invite you both back for season three. So. I'm Congratulations to myself for making a great decision on that. Yes. Congratulations, Keith. <laughs> a, a decision you were fully authorized to make. Thank <laughs> Very you. Very good. Ah, Kyle, you have a keen and analytical mind and can always zero in on crazy logic in the Highlander universe. Amen. Your art is amazing and your sense of humor is unparalleled. Also, I have to keep your voice around just so people know we're from Philly. Uh, and also, we have some other people to thank. I just want to rethank all the people that gave to our GoFundMe. Ho! Oh! Hey! See, it kills every time. We got another son. Hey-o! Hey-o! So we want to thank uh, G. Smith, Jill B., Andrew K., Vince S., Matthew W., George T., and Liz S. Uh, once again, uh, to wrap up our season two, for their donations to our GoFundMe. You guys are treasures. We adore you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, just thank you, guys. That's... Thank Very you. generous um, to give us your hard-earned money. More, more generous than us mooks deserve. Very That's good. Right. And thanks uh, to everyone who's been a guest on our show and yes. uh, the good people at Panzer Davis for all their support. Uh, we are very excited to bring you content for Highlander 2 and, of course, getting to the meat of Highlander 3. When I keep saying Highlander 3 and I mean Highlander Season 3. Which is like, when this shit gets real. Like, yeah. Season 3, the quality increases bananas. Banana sauce. What? Banana sauce? What is that? <laughs> 
Isn't it Davis Panzer? It I, is. I, I was it. also informed by someone there that I keep doing that. <laughs> you do. <laughs> and to stop it, please. <laughs> they didn't quite say it like that. But yes, Davis Panzer. Very Yeehaw. good. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this recap. We hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> we enjoyed recording season two. Amen and Kyle are like, we yeah. did not enjoy this at all. Whoops. No, we did. False steps. False stepses. False steps. <laughs> and I would like to interject... Thank you, Keith, ah. for your endless hours on working on this podcast. We're so grateful. You're so grateful. Go. Oh. It would. It would. This podcast wouldn't exist if not for Keith. Uh-uh. We are very thankful. Anyway, thanks hey. everybody. <laughs> We've thing. been your rewatchers. It's been a good year. On to 2017. I've been one of your rewatchers, Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. See you. And everyone could potentially use it as part. Use. Oh. <laughs> and, and everybody could potentially use a part of it if they learn to open their minds to something greater than themselves. When one of the stuntmen is poisoned, Duncan and Charlie think someone may be trying to kill Jimmy and suspect and, uh, and suspect and suspect the Tong are involved. So they take him inside, and uh, Jimmy. Nope, Johnny. Whatever. Johnny. Jimmy and Johnny. Johnny Lau's. Nope, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Leong. Uh, it is said he was the father to over 100 children. Though farmer by nature, he was eerily... He, oh. <laughs> With the monarchy overthrown, Browning felt he'd exacted some measure of revenge. When it was... Res- whoop. When it was restored, when it was restored, little more than a decade later. later when it was restored, more. Jesus Christ! It's not easy. <laughs> yeah, reading ain't easy, but it's necessary. <laughs>